Hi, everybody. Shalom. And uh, we know that uh, the portion of this week, it's called the portion of Kitavo. Kitavo. Kitavo is a condition word, the word key, if, when. When you're going to come into the land of uh, Israel. And we know the land of Israel was promised to the chosen people. And who are the chosen people? That's what we call the Israelite, or in different language, they call it the Jewish people. And why is that land promised to them? Because the land of Israel meant to be uh, dedicated for the spiritual work of God. And once the Messiah will come, the people of Israel, or what we call the Jewish people, will be in the land of Israel, and the temple, the third temple will be built, and then we can... Basically, the whole world will be in peace. It will be no war. It will be no bloodshed. It will be no disease. Why? Because when I say the chosen people, they didn't choose themselves. I want to make sure it's clear. It was chosen by the divine, the God. Those of you who still believe in God, it's very easy to accept. You know, you, you, you have to respect the decision. You don't have to respect the people that were chosen. But you got to respect them from the point of view that were chosen by God. From that point of view, it will be wise uh, to respect and to admire the choice of God. After all, whatever you are, Muslim or Christian or Hindu or whatever religion you're into, or you're not affiliated with any religious group, but you believe in something, that force that you believe in, you could call it the divine God or just nature or reality, that force chose a group of people to practice spirituality that will benefit everybody else. Unfortunately, the world is not where it needs to be. The chosen people are not all in the land of Israel, including myself. And uh, they're not, the third temple has not been built, and the universe is in chaos. I hope one day some religious leader will come with some wisdom and decided, you know what, maybe we should listen to that decision that God made, and we bring all the Israelites or the Jewish people into Israel, we will make sure they be there for five years. Even five years. Everything in the world get perfect. We don't let, we don't let them leave the land of Israel. It sounds funny a little bit. But that's what Kitavo means. Kitavo means when or as you're going to come into the land of Israel, between when the time will permit it right now. I mean... It's even scary to wear yarmulke out there. You know, not because people are, have hatred. It's simple because people are uneducated. You know, so whatever religion they belong to, they don't read the books. they got to read the books. In every book, it's written very simple. You know, God ever chosen people. I mean, after all, I mean, what is Christianity? Follow a Jewish guy that was part of the chosen. And that's... Okay, but you should follow more than just a Jewish guy that died. There's a few Jewish guys that I know that's still alive. Follow them. Try to work with that. I mean, if you follow the Quran, in Islam, Quran talk about the chosen people. Every religion that respects itself has to talk about it, not because the Jewish are better. Because if you follow the divine, if you follow God, you got to follow. I mean, if that makes you judgmental, then you should judge. But in the end of the day, you have to look for facts. If the Bible for you is a fact, then follow it. If it's not a fact, then don't follow it. But 
I just want to mention what Kitavo mean. Kitavo mean when the people of Israel, the Israelite, the Jewish, will go into the land of Israel, and when they going to be there, their job is to pray, to meditate, and to worship God. So the all 7.2 billion of people in the world will have no chaos, no disease, no problem in relationship, no problem with money. That's the mission. That's the job. That's what they, God want them to do. Right now, I mean, we can, what's come first, the eggs or the chicken? We don't know what's come first. Is, is that mean the Israelite or the Jewish people don't do their job? And that's why everybody hate them? Or everybody hate them, and that's why they cannot do their job? I, I don't know the answer for that. I don't know. I'm not God. But hopefully, if you can come up with an answer for that, we can solve a lot of problems for a lot of people. All right. Let's jump into the Zohar. And, uh, and see what the Zohar say about this week, Pasha. And uh, to understand this week, Pasha, from the Zohar, you're going to go to Zohar Hadash, verse, uh, 60, uh, verse 15. All right. And it's like that. The end of all the curses, we know that this, maybe I should mention something in Kitavo, Kitavo start with wonderful thing when the Israelite will go to Israel, and then it start with the 98 curses. It seems scary a little bit if you read the translation, or maybe you shouldn't. And the, 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 those curses seem like the chosen people are being cursed. Unfortunately, when you don't read a commentary of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, somebody who lived 2,000 years ago, somebody who achieved the highest level as a human being, um, then you wouldn't understand the meaning of the text. Otherwise, you're just going to read it and has n have no idea. You're not going to have any idea what God wanted to tell you. You cannot just read the Bible and say, yeah, I'm so clean, I'm so pure, I'm so righteous. Of course, I understand God's word. No, you don't. You got to go to the Zohar. You got to go to the Talmud. You got to go to the Mishnah. You gotta go to the commentary, you gotta go to the sages who have been more pure than me and you. And if you don't accept that fact, I'm sorry. You're just wrong. Absolutely wrong. Work on your ego. And instead of judging people or judging yourself, just work on your ego and then you're going to find out, wait a minute, why wouldn't I be open to study something new and then I will decide if I accept it or not. Study the old Zohar, study the old Talmud, study the old Mishnah and all the commentary. Take about 25 years to 28 years. After that, you can judge as much as you want. We got a deal? I think we do. So we're going back to verse 15. In the end of all those curses, the 98 curses, what is the end of the old curses? It's saying like that. God will push you back to Egypt with ship or with boat. Okay? Through the water, which I guess many ships, many, many, many boats. In the way that I told you, don't go there anymore. Because God tells the Israelites, don't go to Egypt. And you will be, you will, it seems like you will be sold to slavery by your enemy. And nobody want to buy you. Sound like a tough curse. 
Let's see the future promise, good promise that God's going to do. How can we get out of a curse like this? Shekatuvi Shivchashivitramboniot. Tell us the Zohar, that's shocking. What does that mean to put you back into Egypt? The Oniot. Oniot, Oniya means ship, right? Am I saying it correctly? Ship. Or boat. Boat to ship. And through the water. What does that mean, say the Zohar? Shuaftachal Ashuv, Blasot Disim, Votot Shazakashibu, Mitzrayim. The Zohar said, wait a minute. Don't take the word literally. It means the same type of miracle that happened in Egypt going to happen to you soon. Because it promised to the Israelite that in the end of time, which we are in it now, in the middle of it, God will show more wonder and miracle than it was in Egypt. No coincidence, this year, Tafshin Pei Bet, which is stand for Tiesh Nat Pilei Brachot, it will be a year of uh, wonder of blessing. We have a chance this year to make it, guys. Very good chance. But what has been Be'oniot? God could say, I'm going to send you to the desert. Why do you have to say to, with sheep, with, with boat? I say, change the Aleph with Ein. Tell us the Zohar. Take the Aleph into Ein, and you're going to have Aniyut. Aniyut means being poor. You want to know what's the first sign of the Messiah, what's the first sign of the end? It will be difficult for business. But you need to know, in the end of time, all the nations will go after the Jew, after the Israelite, after the land of Israel, with a boat or ship that come from the ocean. Their mission will be to remove the chosen people from the world. Now remember, when you say chosen people, the chosen people didn't choose to be chosen people. Chosen people are chosen by the divine. You don't want to do that. Vekulam yunit vayim betochayam. All those people who try to eliminate the Israelite will have to sink in the ocean. Why trying? Like he did before, that God did it before. And then it will be happiness. Why happiness for people dying in the ocean? Well, if somebody comes to kill you and you have no chance to defend yourself and they die, it brings some type of happiness. From the time that God created the world, it was no miracle that happened to the Israelite more than on the way out of Egypt. And for that reason, he mentioned it here, said the Zohar. I'm jumping to 19. So, the Zohar asked, but you just told me, that we will be sold to be slave. With Makartim, Sham. You said, we will be sold to the slave to the enemy, and nobody want to buy us. Say the Zohar, please, listen to the word. It says, we eat Makartim. And it's not written, in Makartim, lo katuv. Ela vi eat Makartim, 
הנה יברו מין, דהיינו שתחשבו בלבבכם שנמכרתם. נמכרתם, הנה יברו מין, you will be sold. התמכרתם, you will imagine as if you will be sold. Meaning the brain, the mind will think that somebody bought you to be a slave. Very interesting concept. They know can, but it will not be true. You will not be slave. כי ואין קונה. כתוב שאין מי שיוכל לשלוט עליכם. What does that mean nobody gonna buy you? It will be nobody can be your boss. God is your boss, people. Chosen people as one boss, God. It's a chosen people. I mean, think about it. I mean, don't get angry or jealous. When the brothers, when Joseph's brother kidnapped Joseph, did they get punished for kidnap Joseph? Or did they get punished to kidnap Jacob, Yaakov's son? Same thing. You don't get punished when you're hurting another Israelite, another Jew, another human being. You get punished because you touch a person that was chosen by the Creator to do a job. If he does it or not, that's his business with God. But you cannot hate the person that God chose to, to do some, some job. If he doesn't want to do it, he has a problem with the Creator. But it's not job. It's not your job. to go ahead and do something about it. Maybe you can talk to him, take him to lunch, and say, please, I know you are being chosen. Can you please focus on your spirituality? That's your job, everybody's job, whatever you are, Muslim, Hindu, Christian, or Jewish. You gotta do it. Those people can bring a change to the world. They were chosen for that. They were chosen to that, and unfortunately, a lot of them afraid to be right now what they meant to be doing. And that doesn't go on them. It's go on the people that scare them. So wake up, people. Send a message to the world to stop that animosity and hatred. I just landed from the airplane and I saw a few wonderful Orthodox rabbis that study from the book and smiling and study with each other. And I heard that language. And then I saw that they're hiding the yarmulke under a hat. And I, I understood it. I did the same. People are afraid to go with the yarmulke. Why? Because there is animosity out there. People hate. People enjoy to hate. But why would they hate? I mean, you can use all kind of reason. I mean, I wouldn't let a sexy girl to define my opinion on people. Some people do. Some sexy girl put a comment on TV or on Twitter, and then everybody starts hating. You can't do that. And don't get involved with politics and spirituality. Spirituality or the Bible has nothing to do with politics. It has to do with spirituality. Simple. Those of you who want to talk to me, if you are from the Muslim religion, Christian religion, Hindu, please pick up the phone and come. We have a great conversation. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's make sure, because I don't have a solution of how to pass on that message to the mosque, to the churches. I don't know. I don't have connection like that. But if you have and you want to help me to reach out to more people so we can bring peace to the world, please. 
please pick up the phone and call me. So that's when all of this, say the Zohar, when is it going to be? Verse Kaf 20. To be in the end of time. Started already. I don't need to tell you what the COVID did to the world, the good and the bad. All the change that needs to happen depends on repentance. And everything is hidden. What does it mean everything is hidden? It depends on us. If you have a heart, say the Zohar, find a way to do some tshuva. Gotta do tshuva. Gotta change, gotta transform. Gotta become a better person. Amar le Rabbi Shimon, say Rabbi Shimon by Yochai, be'ezem akom nitgalta geulat Yisrael, v'kalalot alu. Rabbi Shimon is kind of, it's a lot of curses here, 98 curses. Where is the redemption here? I don't see redemption. Amar lo Eliyahu, told them Elisha the prophet, I don't need to tell you Elisha the prophet is one human who can come from heaven, come back to earth, from earth going back to heaven. It's unbelievable revelation of a human, of angel. So Eliyahu and Avi revealed themselves to righteous people. Tell him Eliyahu to Rabbi Shimon. I tell you where you're going to find the redemption. Let's find out the worst curse. That's where it's hidden usually. You can find even when the end of chaos will happen. I'm interesting to know. Don't you? Rabbi Shimon, look again in the curses. Look deeper and he found it. He will tell us the verse, but I'm not sure he will tell us the solution. Your life, your all concept of your life will be a front of you, and you will be afraid at night. And in the day, you will not even believe in your entire life. <coughs> Sound pretty much depressing. Where do you find the redemption here? And look what the Zohar said. Shipurusho. Even the friend, Rabbi Shimon friend, know when it's the end of time will be. The old righteous know when the redemption needs to take a place, but still all of it has doubts. Meaning somebody or someone or group of people have to come up with some force to remove that uncertainty. How do we know? Say the Zohar, you will not believe in your life. What does it mean you will not believe? Meaning, is it now can you believe it's now? It is now. Can you believe it's tomorrow? It is tomorrow. So what is the definition of Acharit Ayamim? What is the definition of the end of time of chaos? Your belief. Whatever you choose to believe, that's your choice. 
If you choose to believe that your relationship terrible, it is. If you choose to believe it's good, it's good. If you choose to believe you can change it, you can change it. If you choose to believe you're poor, you're poor, you're poor. If you choose to believe you're rich, you're rich, you're rich. I never met a person who's always depressed about money that make money. Or even if they make money, doesn't enjoy it. When I meet people that have a look at their face, that they want more from life, and they can make more from life, they actually make more from life. Money just comes from everywhere. Lot in Bechayecha mean you don't believe. If you don't believe, why would you be so angry that it doesn't happen? Your belief system is what's defined what's going to happen. I think this verse 22 in Zohar Hadash Kitavo is the most secret verse in the Zohar. That's why I want to read it in Aramaic with your permission. It doesn't say a lot in the section. It just talks about suffix, doubts. Don't forget we are talking about this section was written in the cave where the Tikkunah Zohar was written, the same place. Rabbi Shimon was hidden. But he had a pigeon or a dove that in those days you put the note with the pigeon with the dove and the dove basically go with the message. But this dove especially put it in the mouth of the dove. And this dove went to Rabbi Yossi. I don't know if it's the Rabbi Yossi, the grandson, or Rabbi Yossi, I don't know. And he was still in his place after he's waiting for the answer because in the beginning of the section, if I read uh, the beginning of the section, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Lazar was running away to the cave in Pekin. The Chavirim was sitting. And Rabbi Yossi wrote a question. He put it in the dove with the dove or the pigeon, went to Rabbi Shimon, and now they're waiting for an answer. So Rabbi Yossi is still outside waiting for an answer, showing us the desire of a person to know the truth. It's a pigeon, you're so loyal. More than any bird that you see in the sky. Like we know it from the Noah, say Rabbi Yossi. That she came back, the pigeon came back, even that the pigeon can run away because the water kalu. It was no longer water. He took the letter and he went to the student in the school and he showed them. And he told them everything that happened. They start, they were wonder. Rabbi Yehuda started crying. He said, Whoa. So even if we don't know where Bar Yochai is, whatever knowledge you bring, we are with him. So whoever studied with me right now, the Zohar, you are with Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai in his cave. Whatever studied with me, Tikkun Zohar, you are with Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai in his cave. Whoever studied with me, the Zohar from the beginning, you are with Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. You need to remember that. That's what Rabbi Yehuda has revealed to us in verse 24. Asher Nafshosh Ben Yochai 
good for the soul of Bar Yochai. שהקדוש ברוך הוא עשה עם אוניסים. That God make him any miracle he want. והוא גוזר והקדוש ברוך הוא מקיים. He just decree, make a decree and God make it happen. And he is the head of all righteous in the garden of Eden. And he is the one who welcome the Shekhinah. And he is the one who's going to dance with all the righteous people. So we need to understand, I mean, what Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai is doing here. It's kind of profound for me because it's helping us to understand that the definition of reality is the definition of your belief system. And if your belief system is low, don't expect things to work because you don't want them to work. Do you? Do you want it to work? If yes, so why you don't believe in it? When you're getting into your car, do you want your car to drive or you want your car not to drive? When you believe that you can make it or the car can make it, it gives a better chance for the car. I know that some of you who never practice spirituality have no idea what I'm talking about. You're dealing with fact. And where do you think those facts came from? From your belief system or from your doubt? When you're searching for some proof, you're searching for some proof because you believe it should go that, that, that way or another way. If you believe that that fact will go to the direction you choose, it will go there because that's what you believe. If you believe it will be bad, it will be bad. It's all about the belief system. Would, would I tell you that it's easy to change the belief system? Absolutely. So one of the most difficult things to do is to reprogram our brain to believe. For that reason, I mean, we are in a very special time now. We're exactly, you know, 13 and a half days or 14 days from Rosh Hashanah. That's why this Saturday night we have something called Selichot. What is Selichot? Selichot means forgiveness, but it's more than that. Selichot means that you're going back in time to change your belief system. Do you believe in yourself? Do you believe in the people around you? In the area you're not going to believe, that's the area where things are going to go wrong. Not because it's supposed to go wrong in that area. It's because your belief system is not strong. If people judge you, don't be upset. If you judge yourself, don't be upset. If you judge others, don't be upset. But just grow up to believe. Believe. You can't do something that you don't believe in. <laughs>